0: This morning, if you will, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 54. Isaiah 54. Go to be reading a scripture. This is where it's prophecy where the Lord will be taking Israel back as his wife. He says, I've forsaken you for a moment, but I'll take you back with tender mercies. And we're just going to be looking at one verse, and this one verse is is what he's, one of the things he's saying he will do for her. So let me read Isaiah 54 and verse 12. And I will make thy windows of agates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all thy borders of pleasant stones. So what does this mean? It's, uh, again, it it is part of what he's prophesying he will do to Israel. But is it anything? Is it worthy of our study? Is there anything in it for us? Some people say, the only thing I believe is what's in in red letters, the words of Jesus. Well, I, I don't believe that. I think we're missing so much. And even in the Old Testament, if we look at it just, only as history, we're, we're missing. We're missing. So we'd like to look at it uh, this morning, uh, maybe in a, in a different light, but doesn't mean anything to us. It says, I will make thy windows of agates and thy gates of carbuckles and all thy borders of pleasant stones. So, doesn't mean anything to you, doesn't mean anything to us. As I said, it's, it's to Israel, prophesying about Israel, as he'll take her back to his wife. But 2 Corinthians says that I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So as we look at this this morning, let's look at this as Christ and his espoused bride. And I think we'll see the blessings. So what we see here uh, is, we'll try to break it down and look at a few things uh, in here. But what we see, there, there's, be, there's a building. If there's a window, there's a building. And there's going to be uh, this bride, or spouse bride, inside of this building. There's windows, and they're special windows made of agate stone, gems, if you will. So, we want to break this down and see what's in it, see what the Lord has done for us. So, let's first look at windows. So, this, uh, he says, and I will make thy windows. Look at that word, window, and if, we, well, the, the Hebrew word is pronounced something like shihmesh. It's hard for me to get that H at the end of those uh, shemesh. But uh, it is used, translated into English 46 times in the scriptures from different Hebrew words. But only one time. Does it come from this particular Hebrew word? And Bill, generally, when we see that, there's a blessing in it. Well, it should be a blessing in everything, but generally, there's a blessing in that uh, if the Lord will reveal it unto us. But so, this window from this particular Hebrew word, shemesh. let me give you the definition the Hebrew to be brilliant. Sun, East, Ray, Rays, and Window. I was kind of hoping this morning we have these stained glass windows here, and uh, sometimes different seasons when the sun comes through just right, and uh, it's beautiful, and I, I can still see, uh, when it's just right, it illuminates Marie back there sometimes, and something I'll always remember but, so this window, translated into window, anyway, Shihmesh, brilliant, sun, east, ray, rays, and window. That's what that means. And then, agates, let me give you the definition of that. And agates is used very few times in the scriptures. It means a sparkling gem. And hopefully, you can see a little bit of that with the little lighting I've got in the back of it here on these stones. It means a sparkling gem. It also means striking fire as from a metal forge. Well, uh, I've watched Forge in Fire a few times where they make those knives and everything. And uh, sometimes they go back and they make them use the old metal forges where they have to crank it and crank the coals, and you can see the sparks and everything shooting out of there. So agates, it is a gem, and it's describing it, but a real sparkling, uh, uh, bright-type gem or jewel. So we see the window, and we see the agate jewel. So hopefully you can keep those uh, in your mind as we look at this. Now I'd like to turn to the Song of Solomon book uh, just before Isaiah. Song of Solomon chapter 2. And Song of Solomon is a uh, love story between a bride and and groom. And uh, I've been studying that off and on different things. I'd like to to uh, do a study on, well, I don't want to do detailed something. that will take a year, uh, but I'd like to, I'd like to, to uh, look at s- uh, some portions of it uh, uh, sometime, maybe soon. But for today, let's go to chapter two and verse eight and nine. The, the and this is the the bride, espoused bride, speaking. The voice of my beloved. Behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. Now your Bible may say gazing, Schofield. Uh, Many times he'll change a a word. He always has the original uh, that was translated in English in there as well. And most of the time, or many times, I agree. This, however, I I do not. So your Bible may say gazing or shooing himself. And that word shooing, I think that's an old English word we just call showing or to show. But as I think of this, and so we see the, the, uh, 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 the bride on the inside of this house, and then we see described a, a window, and we see the groom on the outside of the window, and it says, uh, uh, gazing through. So when I see gazing, I, I would picture somebody on the outside, you know, looking in and gazing. That's, that's what I would picture with the word gazing gazing but then you again the original English if we go uh, to that is shoeing himself or showing himself so I was thinking about that so this this word shoeing or sh- uh, or showing shoeing is used about a hundred and eighty times in the scriptures and several different uh, Hebrew words are translated into this shoeing, but only one time here. This is a particular Hebrew word that's only translated this showing one time. And it would pronounce something like "to suits, to suits," something like that. I'm sure that's not correct. But this, he said, looketh forth at the window, shooing himself through the lattice. So that shooing, or showing, I'll I'll say, I'll just say showing. I'm not sure what I'll say. But anyway, that's what we'll try to go with, showing. But you know what it means. So remember the window, what it means? Remember the agates, what they mean? Now, here he is outside the window showing himself. But what does that word showing mean? It means bloom, blossom. In the spring, I love to see the flowers, but the trees and different places, uh, uh, maybe groups of trees. There's one place in Gallia County and, and kind of out in the country. And uh, alongside the road where they'll cut the roads and everything. But they, the red buds, they, are just, they can't kill them. They cut them and they just multiply. And it's just red buds, They just really show themselves. So this showing bloom, blossom, flourish, Show self. Twinkle. So that's what this, so we we picture this then. uh, We picture, it's a picture of a bride to be inside a house with a window. And remember the window, east. And rays and sparkling all that. And the window is not just a window, it's a special window made of agate gems. And it's a the, the, the it's a brilliant sun east window. And outside is the groom His beauty, his brilliance being revealed through this special window provided by the Lord. So, out on the other side of this window, we have a picture of the groom, the Lord. And when it says... Showing himself. Think of it more revealing. Revelation. Revealing himself. So, as we think of the bride on the inside, the spouse bride, what does she see? Well, through this special... Agate Winda provide for her. She sees the brilliancy and beauty of the groom. That's what she sees. So why does she see this in the groom? Well, I'll tell you why. He chose her. He placed her. In this particular house that has this special east window made of agate gems, and through this, he on the other side reveals his brilliant beauty. What if one is not in that house? What if one maybe is in a house? Imagine that's on. The light's on. <laughs> but, well, anyway, I'll do it this way. In this house, no window. So, what would it be if one's in, this ho- in a house, there's no eastward bright. Ray's sun window made of this agate gems, where the groom is on the other side revealing himself. What if one is not in that house or maybe in a house, but no no window this Ray, sun, eastward window, made of agate gems and jewels. Then can they see his beauty? And the answer is no. So what is this house? I think you all know. Let's go to first uh, Peter. Uh, chapter 2 so what is this house that by now we see what a wonderful place it is and to be in this place and to see this that others do not cannot see first peter chapter 2 And uh, let's start in verse 2. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that ye may grow by it. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Have you tasted the Lord is gracious? Or do you see him just as a a a strict ruler, judge, condemning? Or have you tasted that he's gracious? Verse 4, To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. So some see... This stone is now. Nah, there's uh, no value here in this stone. That's what they. That's what the uh, the parable allegory is showing. Some well, there's no value in this. There's no place for this. But Terry others see him as precious. Why do some not see that precious? They're not in the house with that window made of those gems. That's why they don't see it as precious. That's why they don't see he's gracious. Verse 5. So we're still looking at this house. Ye also as living stones are built up into a spiritual house. So now we're getting a little more of a picture of the house. It's not not made of brick and mortar. Spiritual house made up of spiritual stones. And those stones are you and I that he has chosen and formed and placed. Ye also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. See, in the Old Testament, the, uh, the Levite priest would offer up sacrifices. But in this house also they are priests of the priesthood to offer up sacrifices. And Hebrew says By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Not uh, I heard this morning and uh, far as giving thanks to his name. What we hear so much is somehow us taking the credit, isn't it? And they were talking about it was a Christmas sermon and they said now these wise men they saw this star and everything and they found him in the manger he said did you get that they found him they had to search they had to find him what about the Lord guiding and the Lord gets no honor and glory it's all about you so Ye also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. This is the house. This is the house that he's placed that window in made of those agate gems. the beauty, And where he, through this, reveals his beauty unto those that he has chosen to be in His house. Uh, verse six. Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture: Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, and that is the most. As we look at, of course, now we have poured concrete foundations. Back then, it was stone foundations, and the most important ones, certainly, were the corners. Even now, Chuck, when they lay up a foundation, they start in the corners with the with the cement blocks. Wherefore also is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Well, who's going to believe on him? Who's going to see that well, who's going to see the beauty and believe in him? The ones that he's elected to place in his house, where he has this window made of these beautiful stones where he reveals himself through there it says all that was ordained to eternal life believed that's who will believe verse 7 unto you therefore who believe and if, and those that believe believe because they were ordained to eternal life and to you therefore who believe He is precious. You believe he puts you in a particular house with this window made of agate jewels and he reveals himself, his beauty through that. You see that he's precious. Buddy, we talked about that this morning. He's precious. We We can't put in words and explain how precious, but he's caused, he is revealed to us and calls us to see that he is precious. And to you therefore, who believe he is precious, but unto them who are disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Well why do some throw him out and see no value? and others see him as precious? It's where he's placed them, those he's placed in a particular house with this particular window and he is made of these particular jewels and he stands outside or on the other side and through this he reveals that he is precious and we see his brilliancy we see that he is precious uh, I'll read that again verse 7 and to you therefore who believe he is precious but unto them who are disobedient the stone which the builder is disallowed, the same is made, the head of the corner. We see his beauty, but yet he's disallowed by many. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them who stumble at the word, being disobedient, were unto also they were appointed. They were appointed to be outside of this particular house. They were appointed not to have this window on the east with these rays. They were appointed not to view this one through these agate jewels. And they were appointed not to see that beauty. Some were appointed to that. Some were not. Uh... Verse 9, But ye are a chosen generation. Poor there's not a blessing in that. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, that you should show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness, And to his marvelous light. Get that? Here in this, if there's a house, no windows, darkness. But he's called you out of that into his marvelous light. And there we can behold his beauty. Uh, So from darkness to light. In... uh, Colossians chapter 1 Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 who hath delivered us from the power of darkness we talked about the darkness There's, that light's not there Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Translated us out of darkness into his kingdom, into this house that has this special window, made of this special jewels, where he reveals himself to those within. Uh, 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Does that not make him precious? Does that not, can you not see his brilliancy? This forgiveness of sins? People say, well, does that mean just go uh, do whatever you want to do? Why would you want to go out and blaspheme the Lord. Why would you want to go out and say, well, the Lord's done all he can do, the rest up to you. Why would you want to paint the Lord as a failure? Why would you want to say, well, let me, let's me let try to move on here. Uh, 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him are all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. I hope you can see his beauty through this. And then verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church. Terry, that's the building where he places his, we'll say, elect within the elect within the elect. Brings them out of darkness and translates them into the kingdom where they have this light. So, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. So this is what he causes us to see from this spiritual house where he places us. And in 20... And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him I say, whether it be things in earth or things in heaven, reconcile all things to himself. So we see this house is the Lord's church, it's a spiritual house. But what is a special window? This uh, special window uh, the east and rays and sun and brightness made of these agate uh, 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 jewels. What is this window where we are called to see his brilliancy, his beauty? And without that window made of those gems, wouldn't see it. Couldn't see it. But what is this window? Well, uh, in John, let's go, I think we've got a couple minutes. John 14, 15, 16, and uh, maybe I don't have time. But anyway, it's, it's the comforter. It's the Holy Spirit of truth, the comforter, that leads, guides, and directs into all truth, that testifies of him. That's the window. So the comforter which he placed in his church on the day of Pentecost. It leads us, it guides us, it directs us. It testifies of him. So through the comforter, the Lord reveals his beauty unto us. Those in a house with no comforter, with no window, without these gems, can never see his beauty. So, real quick, let me give a couple of examples of seeing him through this brilliant sparkling east agate gem window and without that window. So, we read this. I want to go to it again. First Peter chapter 2, we read it, but I want to go to that again. First Peter chapter two and verse seven. Unto you, therefore, who are you that he's chosen to put in this particular spiritual house with this window and made of these gemstones? where he reveals himself. Unto you, therefore, who believe, he is precious. But to them who are disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. You see the difference between being in his house with this window, with this light, where he's revealed, and those without, disallowed. Uh... Second Peter, why will this close? Chapter three. So, here again, I'm going to read a scripture, and we'll look at how those that are not placed where this light is. And then we'll view it from those that have been chosen and placed in this spiritual house with this window, with this light, with these jewels where he reveals himself through it. So, verse 9, 2 Peter 3 and 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And, and I've talked to people, I know you have, well, the Lord's not willing that any should perish. And then you ask him, will some perish? Well, yes. But it's not the Lord's fault. He's not willing that any should perish. Then is he a success? Or is he a failure? If he's not willing that any should perish, and some will perish, then Terry, they're just taking that stone and casting him aside. There's no beauty in that. Oh, they'll talk about Jesus, but he has no real value. He's not willing that any should perish, but some are going to perish, so he's he's a failure. Cast him aside. That's being in a house or with No window, no light, no window made of gems. But those that the Lord places, chooses, and places in a particular house with this particular window made of these uh, agate jewels that he's made them of. And where he stands without, and he is revealed through there, tell you how they look at it. Says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us. And if you study this, these chapters here, you'll see a lot of us and we, and then you'll see they's and them. He's not willing that any of us, any of his, will perish. And buddy, not one of them will perish. Not one of them. That's beauty. That's not a failure. That's beauty. That's what he reveals to us. But those without, that don't have this window, he's not put them in a place where they're illuminated, where he reveals himself. Uh, He's a failure. Uh, Or about several more scriptures I wanted to go to. Uh, uh, You know, you could go to. Matthew chapter 13, where the disciples asked the Lord, well, why do you speak in parables? He says, well, because blessed are you, your ears and your eyes, you, you hear and you see. But I speak in parables to these, seeing they won't really see, and hearing they won't really hear, and they won't be converted, and I won't heal them. But blessed are your eyes and your ears. So people see that and they'll say, Well, that's not fair. Why do they? But yet I see that as thank you, Lord. I don't deserve it. But thank you, Lord. Thank you for the illumination that you've given me up until this point. But to them, well, that's not fair. I couldn't serve a a God like that. Couldn't serve a Jesus like that. Just cast him aside, not realizing he's the chief cornerstone. And let me throw one more thing in. Uh, So he puts his elect in his house, the church. He provides a window, makes sure there's a window made of agate jewels, or agate jewels. And by revelation, he reveals himself through the Holy Spirit to those within. So we see his beauty. So then, what's the way that he sets his elect in this spiritual house, with this window made of these Uh, uh, agate jewels Uh, Galatians 3 says as many has been baptized into Christ have put on Christ that's the way that the Lord has set up that's the way the Lord's chosen for his to enter into that house and you might say well I don't like that well I didn't either Betty I didn't want to get my hair wet in front of people (laughs) I didn't like it either and Bill, I remember sitting in the building out of Arabia, and Austin was teaching, and he'd talk about the church and everything like that, and it was making me feel like an outsider. And Austin was so kind and everything, I thought, well, that's, that's kind of rude of him. Kind of makes me feel like an outsider. But I was. And Bill, you talk about different things that, that triggered for you, but whenever... He taught on the comforter. Because what my thought was, well, again, I didn't want to be baptized. Didn't want my hair wet in front of people. And then I kept saying, thinking, well, I need to know more. I need to know more first. I need to know more. And then whenever the Lord revealed to me through Alston and Brother Dom that the comforter was inside the church, I said, that's where I need to be. May the Lord bless the speaking of His Word. We're dismissed.